It's time for Coach Harvey Hyde's College Football Report. Bringing you the best coverage and latest insight on SC football, the Pac-12 Conference, and the world of college football. It's time to huddle up and buckle up. Here's Coach Harvey Hyde. Well, good evening, everyone, and good morning, everyone. If you're listening to the Inland Empire on Saturday morning, it is time for our college football report brought to us all by Terrible's Hawk in Las Vegas and Miller Coors Beer. We always say we'll take you part of the way, we'll take you all of the way. We just want to make wherever you're headed a safe trip. In the Inland Empire year-round, 11 to 12 on AM 1490 on your dial, and in Las Vegas, AM 1400 on your dial. We've got a great guest uh, today. Uh, That's, again, a person that's been a coach, a writer. He's done it all for many, many years from WeRSC.com. Greg Katz will be joining us. Before we get with Greg, let's thank our sponsor for our opening segment, which is Mercedes-Benz of Henderson, proud sponsors of College Football Report. If you're looking for a car, if you just want to look around or take your car in and see maybe if you want to trade your car, go on in or better yet, make an appointment. Call 702-485-3000. That's 702-485-3000 for Mercedes-Benz of Henderson. Greg Katz, how you doing, my man? It's always great to have you with us. Coach, it's always an honor to be with you. I'm all buckled up and ready to go. You know, Greg, uh, I tell everybody about uh, your background. People don't understand that you've done it all and you're still doing it all with WeRSC.com. And I've never started a show with you by asking you a little bit about what are you doing this week or what have you been writing about this week or what is WeRSC.com thinking about, talking about, your podcast, your column, all of that. What's the main topics you've been working on? Well, you know, we're just uh, getting into spring ball, which is coming up here shortly, March 4th. That's a Saturday. Uh, and, um, you know, we've kind of been looking at uh, what's going on at SC in terms of uh, the transfer portal. We just went over the na- analyzing the um, the recent uh, letter of intent uh, last week. And, uh, you know, we're also looking at different things that uh, are pertaining to uh, college football in general. Uh, one of the things I'm uh, <laughs> actually writing about for Friday on my column called The Obvious, Not So Obvious is this recent phenomenon. Uh, you're just starting to just scratch the surface of it. But high school players looking at college players and how they handle transferring from one college to another with that kind of scripted out, I, I really enjoyed my time, yada, yada, yada. And then in the last paragraph, they go, uh, with that being said, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to my new journey, uh, and I'm ready to work. Let's do it. And now that I saw in the high school level some of these uh, tweets that are coming out, I know in Southern California, we've had kids that are acting like they're in college. They're leaving their high school saying almost the carbon copy of what uh what the college guys say and how much they appreciated their coach and the people they worked around and their teammates. And now what are they doing? The last paragraph says, with that being said, <laughs> I'm looking forward to my new jer- uh, my new journey to whatever high school it is. Uh, uh, let's get to work. 
uh, it was just kind of mind-boggling to me that to see that high school players are making those type of announcements that they're transferring one from one high school to another. One high school to the other, one college to the other. Some uh, individuals going to four different colleges. J.T. Daniels is now on his fourth uh, college, uh, Rice University, after graduating from, if you remember, uh, when he went to USC from other day, uh, he was walking around with his backpack on his back right during spring practice. This was his home. In fact, Greg, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he had a big Trojan tattooed on his calf, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, you know, I was just going to bring up that coach. You know, I go, does he still have the the uh, USC? Uh, I think it was a Trojan head of the warrior on his on his calf. Uh, that's what happens. You get a tattoo; it comes back to you, one way or the other. Well, I think he's got a Trojan uh, tattoo of some type, a tiger tattoo of some type, <laughs> and I think he or bulldog. Uh, tattoo of some type and a mountaineer tattoo of some type and now an owl tattoo of some type. You know, I'm not trying to just make a big joke of this, but really when you tattoo something on your body, it's there for life. That's the truth. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know what? Uh, I did come through in the tattoo era. When I was coming through, uh, tattoos were on sailors on shore leave. It's a lot different now, no doubt about it. A lot different identifications. Uh, The team me attitude is a little bit different, too, as far as the way people wear their uniforms. I still love it when I watch a game and I turn on the game and I knew who's playing without having to look it up and decide or listen to the announcer tell me. But I recognize their uniforms. Their uniforms are exactly worn the way they were before. This brings back that great tradition of the game of, college football but let's go to now usc and this is a term that i've been using a lot as far as on the shows that i do and you do a lot of shows too i've always said that usc has lacked an identity uh, especially during the clay helton era what what was their identity and uh now do you think they've established what you might call after lincoln riley's first year an identity of who they are yeah, I think uh, there's the good identity and the bad identity. The good identity is they can score over uh, 40 points uh, on a routine basis, and the bad identity is they can give up 40 points, and they have a, a, a defensive identity that I think they'd really like to get rid of. But uh, you know what? Uh, they got a ways to go in that department. When you look at the, you said the USC offensive identity, what is that identity? Is it Caleb Williams, or is it the complete <laughs> offense? You know, that's an excellent question, Coach. Uh, you know, when Clay Helton was the head coach, uh, myself, along with many others, said that when Sam Darnold leaves, you're going to find out what uh, Clay Helton's all about. Okay? Uh, obviously, Lincoln Riley is a much better coach in every phase of the game in terms of offense. Um, but, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot out there that, that, that hasn't been answered. Uh, and their identity on offense is that they throw the ball extremely well because they have the best a generational quarterback. Um, somebody who can make an offensive line that's maybe average or below average be quite functional. 
to his credit, Lincoln Riley does want to run the ball. He does run the ball. Uh, but, you know, I just marveled at all the times that a normal, even a good quarterback, would have been sacked, you know, in in their offense. So, you know, I'm, I, I appreciate what's going on. Uh, I think there's a sense of urgency. If there isn't, there should be with next year's team because uh, this is it. You know, I, I'm sure that uh, Caleb is going to be going to the NFL after this. So they are, they have to get it done. And if they don't get it done, they're going to go to, a, a, I, I think, a much more challenging conference in the Big Ten. And they're going to have to do it without Caleb Williams, a quarterback. And also that means breaking in a new quarterback. So, you know, that's kind of how I look at it. Greg Katz, from WeRSC.com. I'm Harvey Hyde. This is a College Football Report. Hey, Greg, uh, let me ask you, is it difficult to have an identity of your football team when you, as the head football coach, coaches the offense, special teams? I'm not sure who's responsible for the special teams. No one really says who is. And a defense completely being called his defense, not the head coaches. How do you form an identity? Well, I think you form an identity uh, by what your system is, uh, how you go about playing the game. And I'm talking about on both sides of the ball now. Uh, I, I don't think you can form a, uh, you know, a great identity when you're, offensively superior and defensively inferior uh, because I got into a conversation with a close former high school friend of mine that uh, wanted to defend that SC was 11 and three. You should be happy. They went from four and eight to 11 and three. And I said, yeah, but how did they end the season? They ended the season against good teams where they gave up over 40 points I said, I'm, I, I'm personally uh, not happy with 11 and three because of the way it ended with 11 and three. Uh, you know, when you have an identity, let's just take for really old timers like, like myself, you know, I knew what the identity was with USC under John McKay. I formation, pound it, stop us, great defense. That was their identity. Uh, when you, you were afraid to go in the Coliseum, you, you knew you were going to get beat up. Even if your name was Notre Dame, you were going to get beat up. Uh, you know, some of that also was with John Robinson the first time around. Uh, you're going to see more of the same. Great defensive teams, uh, great offensive teams are going to pound you with Charles White and Marcus Allen. That was the identity. Go to Pete Carroll. What did you see? Sensational defense and a well-balanced uh, offense. Uh, as long as Norm Chow was the offensive coordinator, a little editorial comment there. Uh, but the identity was that SC was going to play physical football. You knew when you played USC, it didn't make any difference whether it was Notre Dame or Oklahoma. It didn't matter. They were going to come uh, so physical and so aggressive uh, and so well-coached that that was their identity, in my opinion, what is their identity today? You know, I look at it as, okay, uh, you know, I know it was Lincoln Riley's first year. Uh, he did a good job with a sensational quarterback transfer. But that defense, I'm sorry, until they get that short up, 
uh, I kind of pumped the brakes a little bit on uh, that they're the they're the team to beat in the uh, uh, Pac-12 because their identity still on defense is not intimidating. It is not overly physical at all. And, uh, you know, they brought in all these transfers that uh, I guess they're going to be better uh, on paper than they were. But what does that mean, that they're better? What is their identity going to be? Because you have a hodgepodge of players coming in. They're not coming through a system. They're being plugged in. And, uh, and it, they're lucky, in my opinion, that the toughest part of their schedule is in the back half of the season so they can get all these players that are getting used to each other on defense to play in the first six games. And then when the real tidal wave hits, that hopefully they're ready to play a USC type of defense that you and I both know means quick, aggressive, fast, and violent. Again, I'm Harvey Hyde with Greg Katz from the RSC.com. And again, we both agree that USC had a great year this past year, going from four to eight to 11 and three. We're just concerned about them continuing, getting stronger, becoming a national power, being able to go to the playoffs. And what does that take? So buckle up, everyone, in the Inland Empire on Saturday mornings on AM 1490 on your dial. And in Las Vegas, we want to thank our title sponsors, that's Terrible and Miller Coors, for the uh, show weekly of College Football Report. Again, this segment has been brought to you by Mercedes-Benz of Henderson. So fight on, everybody. Greg and I will take a short time out with you, and we'll be right back. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702-471-BANK. That is 702-471-2265. Or use our convenient online banking service at MeadowsBank.Bank. Meadows Bank, where your business is our business. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Home court is monumental in March, and fans, Mountain West teams need you. Ready to claim Las Vegas as the Pitt West, Viejas North, or the AA South? Calling Clune Crazies, the Dog Pound, Bronco Nation, and the Pack. Bring your Spartan spirit, your Rebel friends, Moby Madness, and Spectrum Magic. And make the Thomas and Mack Center your home court this March 5th through 11th. Buy tickets today by visiting the mw.com slash 2023 or at your team's ticket office. Something really special and new. Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, 
and straight razor shaves. We're at, well, Southwest Las Vegas at the 215 and South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. Classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment perfect for mom or dad and the kids. Full color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 Cuts and Colors. Expert service, amplified experience. Go to Floyd99.com for location information. That's Floyd99.com for location information. Big Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas' original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers like Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Markets, Smith's, Albertsons, Terrible Stations, and more. Big Dogs beers are available on draft at select restaurants and bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogsBrews.com to track down our local, award-winning, handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample a full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. And don't miss your chance to be in WAC Vegas this March. They can celebrate because they're going to go to the NCAA tournament. The 2023 Hercules Tires WAC Basketball Tournament will be in Vegas for an entire week. March 6th through the 11th at the Michelob Ultra Arena and the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Big time gutty performance. Tickets go on sale February 6th. For more information, go to WACSports.com. Welcome back. Uh, good afternoon and good morning. It depends where you are and what's going on in your life. But in Las Vegas every Thursday night, we've got college football report brought to us all by Terrible Herbs and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire every Saturday morning from 11 to 12 on AM 1490 on your dial. Welcome to College Football Report. Greg Katz joins us from WeRSC.com. We're talking about USC Trojan football. Greg, uh, let's continue with our conversation. We were talking about identity, the improvement of USC, the march to a potential uh, national championship. But first, we've got a year in the Pac-12, and then the Big Ten arrives uh, for the Trojans and UCLA. But uh, let's talk about with spring ball starting on March the 4th. We talked about what the identity is, and we've talked about some of the things that we've heard during the off season, which is recruiting, of course, which is very important. But I think one thing that hasn't been addressed that I sort of wonder what their thoughts are is special teams. Special teams last year... Uh, I've been critical on the way they performed. In fact, the, you know, the kickoff the, that cost them the Cotton Bowl with the fumble out of bounds and what happened with the safety and all of the above is something that really hasn't been addressed that much. They do not have a special teams or a coordinator for special teams. What have you heard from WeRSC.com and what have you heard from USC regarding how they're going to address this year their special teams? Well, that, that's the $24,000 question. What, what we do know is that Lincoln Riley is not going to change, despite all the scrutiny, that he doesn't have a special teams coordinator. Okay, 
he seems to believe that he can divide it up uh, amongst his staff. Uh, and, uh, you know, some of it was good. Some of it was really not so good, uh, especially the kickoff or the punt returns uh, and the turnovers and that sort of thing. They they did uh, just get a commitment from uh, Tyler uh, Robles uh, from La Costa Canyon as a walk-on. Uh, you know, you don't – I would say most people haven't heard of him, uh, but it's someone they think is going to help them maybe on kickoff because he's got a, he's got a very strong leg. Uh, you know, their feeling on uh, their field goal kicking was they weren't uh, totally satisfied with it, uh, you know, Obviously, they they got uh, you know the all Pac-12 punter from Arizona State came in, uh, so they think they've got that one uh, you know fixed. But you know, to me, uh, they have two receiver coaches: outside receiver coach, inside receiver coach. And I know that that's an important part because that's part of their version of the air raid uh, offense, but. You know, you never want to, in my opinion, uh, be held accountable for not having a coach for the special teams. Now, they've had special team coaches in the past. Clay Helton thought it was really important. Uh, now, just because you think it's important, you still got to get a, get a guy that's, you know, that's really good at it and can get guys good at it and get the right players on the field. And I think that they, if they're going to make a run at the Pac-12 championship, they've got to make sure that all, all the special teams are running on on all cylinders. And I'm kind of uh, curious to see. I mean, I assume that uh, the new punter from Arizona State is going to be starting. Okay, big leg, all conference. That's a big, big help. But I, you know, I would. I never quite understood. The guys they had back deep to re, to receive kickoffs and you know the punting uh, situation, punt return, they didn't seem to get much out of it. So you know it's going to be on the coaches, in my opinion, to uh, to get the guys on the field that are the most explosive on with the football and their kickoff return team. Uh, you know, especially defensively uh, on kickoffs, left a little bit to be desired, in my opinion. You know, Greg, uh, listening to you speak, uh, who do I look at as, as a head football coach uh, when uh, kickoffs are being run back uh, to the 30, 35, uh, being run out of the end zone? Who do I look at as a head football coach and say, well, what's going on? I mean, I think there's got to be someone who is in charge of that. When I was at UNLV, I was very fortunate to hire a young coach as my special teams coach. His name was Scott O'Brien. I was able to keep him for a long period of time until everybody found out how good he was. And then he came, my budget didn't handle his salary. He eventually ended up at New England. He became special teams coach of the year. In the NFL, he worked with Bill Belichick for maybe 15 years. He probably has five Super Bowl rings and then went into the front office with the Miami Dolphins and now is retired. But, I mean, I think special teams is one-third of the game, and there's got to be someone you look at, and everyone knows that when I speak, you listen. Yeah, you know, I think the thing is, is 
from my perspective, you know, special teams at all levels are critically important. And if you have an uh, issue with one part of your game, I can almost guarantee you from my own experiences that that's going to come back to bite you at the worst possible time. And we'll just use the uh, Cotton Bowl as an example. When you put a guy back for a kickoff return, and whatever rules they have about the ball coming, you know, inside the five-yard line, you let it go and hope it goes in the end zone. You try to field it, but you put a guy that's experienced back there, and they put a guy back there, uh, Mario Williams, who just just looked like he didn't know what he was doing. Uh, the question, of course, open for discussion is why was he there in the first place? Who put him there? Why would you? Why would you do that? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm the type of person, honestly, I guess it's because I'm so, uh, old now that there, there is no coach that I look at and just sit there and say, well, this head coach knows what he's doing. Look at Lincoln Riley believes in what he believes in and more power to him, but you can't reinvent the wheel. You know what I'm saying? You cannot sit there and say, I, I think I know what I'm doing. And then you look at what's going on and you say, okay, how are you going to fix this situation? Well, he thought the punting was not so good, right? Well, how many times did they actually punt during the year? So, you know, was that really such a critical problem, their punting, uh, from his perspective? It was. Uh, there were other things that made you go, well, if they had a special team coach, what would they have done differently? But I think Lincoln Riley's set in his ways. Uh, you know, he's 39 years old, which is not old, that old, really. And he hasn't been head, a head coach all that long either. But, and I'm not trying to, you know, rake on, on, on uh, Riley, but the truth of the matter is, is you're in LA now. You're not in Norman, Oklahoma. Okay. You're going to be put for big time scrutiny. And the people in LA are not afraid to, to call you out on it. And he was called on it. And he was called on it, uh, when we had a meeting with him, uh, not too, too long ago, uh, where he told a select group of writers, you know, this is how I feel about it. And I, you know, we're just going to make some adjustments here and there. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be the right thing to do. We'll find out in 2023 was the right thing to do. And if it, if it explodes, uh, he's going to hear about it. No doubt about it. I think there's a pattern of importance that players see. And believe me, Lincoln Riley has won a hell of a lot more football games than I haven't played in big football games than I ever played in or coached in. Uh, I'm just questioning, as we all are, when that, things don't go exactly as they should in certain areas, you look for improvement in that area as anything in any business. And right now there hasn't really been a, an answer or addressing the special teams at USC as there has been in the recruiting and the portal and all the things that we've all been discussing and so on. And with spring practice not that far away, you really want to know what you expect to see when you go out there of who's responsible for what. But I think players look at that too and players say, we don't have anybody that's responsible. Who do I go to when I have a question? Or who is the one that uh, is uh, doing the special teams? It's like, you know, someone's in charge of this one-third of the, our, our 
part of our game plan. And I think it's something that you have to have as far as leadership in a certain area. But again, not all teams have special teams coaches. But when I didn't have a special teams coach, or when I even did, I made sure that special teams coach gave me a responsibility in special teams. Why I wanted the players to understand how important special teams were because the head coach was helping coach it. I had the field goal and PA teams. That was my main responsibility. And all of the assistants assisted by watching certain positions and the so on and the things that did uh, that needed to be accomplished. And on the kickoff return team, I had a position of the offensive line as far as blocking schemes and so on for the kickoff return. Of course, the game plan was handed to me, but I coached it. And the uh, teams knew that uh, this part of special teams was really important. When I coached the Japan Bowl, I spent a lot of time with Johnny Majors there. And Johnny Majors, uh, when we coached that all-star game, uh, coached the special teams in this all-star game. And I said, Coach, and he was the head coach of Tennessee at this time. I said, Coach, who coaches your special teams at Tennessee since you're so involved with it here in Japan? He says, I coach all the special teams. I'm the special teams coordinator at the University of Tennessee. That's how important I think it is. So what we're doing, Greg, is basically just conversing and having a conversation on the importance of special teams and who is doing that when we see good things happen or we see things like you mentioned, uh, uh, what was Williams doing in the game and whoever answered for that. And nothing against that kid. That kid's a great football player. It's just who put him in that position for that that mistake to happen. Amen to that. So uh, you know, why do we do I, I, the, I, uh, Go ahead. Yeah, go, no, I was just going to say, you know, you learn a lot uh, watching coaches. Like you'd watch uh, Lincoln Riley from afar when he was in Oklahoma. Now we're getting a chance to see him up close and personal in L.A., and how he goes about his priorities and how he feels about it. He might be right. He might be right. But it is worth conversing about. Well, when you win 11, 11 games, you're doing something right. And he obviously did something right this year. And I think everybody, including himself, and everybody's for him as far as improving the record, improving the team, and, and accomplishing the goals of what USC Trojan football is all about. But let's take another sh- uh, short time out before we come back. And my question to you, Greg, and you can think about it now if you want, who is the tough guys? Who's the tough guys coaching on USC's staff as far as who's the Marv Goo? Who's the Ed Orgeron? Who is uh, Tommy Davis? Who are some of the guys of the past, and who would you say are those type of guys now? And is that necessary to have a guy like that on your staff? So buckle up, everyone. Again, I'm Harvey Hyde, along with Greg Castro. We are SC.com in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning. We welcome you from 11 to 12 and AM 1490 on your dial. In Las Vegas, we thank Terribles and Miller Coors for the sponsorship of our college football report show every Thursday night. So buckle up, everyone. We'll take this short time with you. Fight on. We'll be right back. 
Through the years, Terribles has created deliberately different programs for our loyal customers, such as Gas for Life, Game Day Giveaway, and many more. And now, Terribles is excited to introduce the all-new Shop, Spin, and Win game, exclusively on the Terribles Social House app. Just scan your app reward code while making a qualifying purchase at any participating Terribles location and Shop, Spin, and Win directly from your phone. Looks like I'm going to see you at Terribles, right? Terribles. Deliberately different since 1959. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Are you looking to advertise a campaign, short film, a public service announcement, an important message? Look no further than Regency Outdoor. We have been around since 1974 and have the greatest locations in Southern California for your advertising goals. Our creative billboards are sure to catch everyone's attention, make an impact anywhere and everywhere in Southern California. To get started and for more information, call 310-657-8883 or visit regencyoutdoor.com. Regency makes it easier than ever to get your message everywhere in Southern California. Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza is not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Cetabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. Extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. Have you heard about Standish Law? Yes, Standish Law, Las Vegas' premier family law firm. Ranked among the top ten in client satisfaction by the American Institute of Family Lawyers and proud to be rebel sponsors. If you are going through a divorce, you want them on your side. Schedule your appointment at standislaw.com. That's standislaw.com or call 702-998-9344. Big West is back in Las Vegas. Don't miss the 2023 Hercules Tires Big West Basketball Championships presented by the Hawaiian Islands March 7th through the 11th at the Dollar Loan Center in Henderson, Nevada. Catch the pulse-pounding action as 20 men's and women's teams battle to punch their ticket to the NCAA Tournament. Get tickets today at the dollarloancenter.com slash Big West or call 702-645-4259. What a finish! Welcome back. I'm Harvey Hyde with Greg Katz here. Uh, you're listening to our College Football Report. Brought to us in Las Vegas live on this Thursday night by Terrible Herbs and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire, we welcome all of you out there to buckle up with us every Saturday morning from 11 to 12 on AM 1490 on your dial. Greg, we're talking Trojan to Trojan football. We're having a good conversation on the Trojans. A tremendous year this past year, 11-3, and Lincoln Riley's first year. And we're getting ready for spring practice at USC. It all starts on 
March the 4th, and uh, there's been a lot happening uh, since the season's uh, been completed uh, uh, as far as recruiting, the portal, high school players that rank maybe in a combination of 10th in the country, all of the above. But now we get to the coaching aspects of it and the philosophy of the teams and coaches and spring practice and what is going to be accomplished. But let me ask you, in the past, when we go to practice, and in the past we were able to be at practice a lot in the spring and the fall and so on, now it's a little bit of a different type of conversation as what it used to be. Uh, we're not allowed at practice except for stretching and warm-up, maybe 20 minutes of practice. Maybe they'll change that this spring. We haven't heard. But you always used to hear the voices of Marv Goo and Ordron, Tom Davis, uh, the guys out there that were, what do you call it, the attitude guys, where they, when they spoke, you jumped and you said how high. Uh, do you see that out there in the practice field now? Is there a different type of philosophy as coaching? Well, you know, I, I think that because, as you well know, and you just mentioned it uh, succinctly, uh, we're not allowed to be there. Nobody's allowed to be there to watch what goes on in practice other than watching guys, you know, stretch and do some jumping jacks and whatever. But from listening to players, they seem to, uh, at least defensively, uh, appreciate the intensity of, of Alex Grinch. Uh, in interviews, you know, they've all mentioned that Grinch is very intense out there, very vocal, and, uh, is kind of a hard ass. Uh, but they respect him. They respect him. Uh, offensively, uh, I think you, you brought up a good name, uh, Tim Davis, uh, who was, uh, in the early years of the Carroll, uh, regime was just, uh, just an, an animal out there offensively. And his, and his offensive line played like that. They are missing Amar Goo. They are missing, uh, and Ed Ogeron. Uh, I, I don't know what Lincoln Riley, uh, does, I know that in the old days, as you well know, when the team came out to take the field, before they actually went to their bench, they would jump up and down and get all excited in the end zone, in the uh, Coliseum uh, closed end, and in the middle of it was Marv Goo. I know the same thing took place basically with uh, Ed Ogeron, but when I've watched SC come out, they don't seem to do that. They don't seem to have an emotional leader, in my opinion, that I I have that I have personally seen. And guys I talk to, they seem to have the same feeling that you know maybe you don't maybe you don't need that. Maybe it's there, but, but we don't get to see it, which is you know uh, part of the problem not seeing practice. But uh, I would never say that any of these coaches are you know lacking for energy. Uh, I've, I've seen them all interviewed. Uh, you know, they're, some of them are more quiet in front of the media. And remember, we're not supposed to talk with the coaches in, uh, you know, in casual conversation for the most part, unless they're designated to uh, be interviewed by everyone. Uh, it's, it's a real radical change. And, uh, you know, that's why it's difficult to answer a question like that, even though it's a great question. One thing I've heard as far as it's going to be changed as far as in the off season and what Lincoln Riley wasn't happy with, to what extent, I don't know. But he says they're going to mention they're going to change the nutritional habits or training table as far as it wasn't up to par. 
Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to eat at it before. I have. I've been invited to eat at it. Uh, I've had the nutritionist on my show before, and she talked about the amount of money they spent on the food and how everybody was on a computer and blah, blah, blah. Uh, what do you think he meant by that? Have you heard or any conversations on that? You know, you hear about it all the time, but I'm going to tell you from my perspective, and maybe I'm wrong, all that stuff is like diversion, okay? We're eating better, okay, fine. Uh, we're, 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 we're doing certain little things better. You know, the only thing I look at is what's, what's the scoreboard say? That's all that counts. Uh, I, I think that, you know, all the, uh, things that they've done, uh, I'm sure can, they can back it up with statistics and that sort of thing. But I don't get too in, in, in excited about, you know, stuff. I mean, I've, I've been at the training table there too. I mean, it's great food. You know, you know, I, I, I admire that they can have that because when I went to college, it was basically a hamburger and some fries. Uh, but, uh, you know, I know it's the age of specialization for nutrition. Uh, it's kind of like to me with, with, uh, uh, well, let's just take Benny Wiley, the director of football sports performance. You know, basically he's the strength and conditioning guy, right? Now, every time they've, they've hired somebody in the last 10 years, you know, they've hired assistants from Notre Dame and all this sort of stuff, you know, and all we hear is how much bigger and stronger they're at and all this other stuff. You know, all that is to me is, is, is maybe true, but how does it translate on the field? Uh, you know, Wiley is a very, I've heard him speak and I've seen how see him in action. I mean, he's, he's really uh exceptional leadership person, but you know, we'll, we'll see how after a year of this program, you know, a lot of people were saying, uh, well, we can't wait to see how their bodies have been redistributed and all that sort of stuff that I can get into, you know, that, that baby fat has been lost and, and muscle mass has been put on. But a lot of the stuff, uh, I, I don't personally find it, uh, you know, invigorating for me doesn't mean it isn't working it's just that i i I guess i'm more stuck on the what's happening in practice let's take a look at recruiting for a moment we've talked about a lot of other uh, subjects uh this afternoon or this morning and this evening depending when you're listening to college football report the defensive side of the football you mentioned it when we opened the show you talked about the toughness of the defenses under John McKay, Pete Carroll, John Robinson. You talked about the players that they had on the defensive side of football. What do you think happened where they lost that type of athlete or that type of philosophy on defense at USC? Oh, that 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 kind of goes back to one of the original questions you asked, identity. And the what is the identity of USC football? If I say Lincoln Riley... And, you, and I said to you, uh, Coach, when I say Lincoln Riley, what do you think? You probably think offense, right? Uh, great quarterbacking. Uh, but if I said, what do, you, what do you think on defense? You're kind of at a loss for words. Because they don't have a visible person like an Ed Ogeron uh, or uh, a Pete Carroll who was in charge of the defense. 
that you can sit there and you can say that he he is a great coach. He is the person that I want to go play for. Uh, I know Lincoln Riley is a great offensive coach, and we have a great offense. But who's going to be who's going to be the leadership guy? You know, this is a terrible time for Lincoln Riley, in my opinion, with Alex Grinch. And what I mean that is not a disrespect for Alex Grinch. People are already scrutinizing the SC defense and Alex Grinch and the system. And in the in the mind of Lincoln Riley, his quote, and I've heard it, we just got to get better players. Okay, we got to get better players. Well, that's true. You know what did what did Lou Holtz say? It's not about the the uh, X's and the O's. It's the Billies and the Joes, something along that thing. Well, that that is true. But every year it, under with Lincoln Riley, if they don't get Let's just let's wait. If Grinch has a really good defense this year, it'll all be forgotten. If he doesn't have a good defense, how do you recruit players when they say to themselves, if I'm at, say, Modern Day or St. John Bosco, what have you, yeah, SC's a great school, man. They're great offensively, but I don't know. They don't, you know, I, I, I just don't get excited about their defense. I want to go with a coach that uh, knows what he's doing. And I think when a coach who knows what he's doing, doesn't have to be the head coach. He just has to have a big-time reputation. At a school like USC, they need someone to come through. Although, I will say this, I just saw a quote from uh, Urban Meyer who says that he thinks that Alex Grinch is is really a good coach when he had him at Ohio State. So, take that. Well, I think they are great coaches. He did a great job at Washington State. And again, you know, you're only a great coach when you have somebody to coach. When you have a... uh... A guy that can uh, play football, you become pretty good. I was a pretty good coach when I had Randall Cunningham. He made me a, uh, an all-star coach, okay? But right without on. Randall Cunningham, you're just sort of a, an average coach. And uh, I think great players make great coaches, and a combination of both make a great defense or a great offense or whatever. My point, and I'll ask you this one question, and we got to take a break because we went over. How did the talent level on the defensive side of the football. Your opinion, of course. This is your opinion. Drop below the standards is what it takes to play that type of defense they played in the past. I think it's, you can call it erosion, okay? There have been so many distractions within the last 10 years of USC's football program that going again back to identity, uh, there was nothing to make you stand out think that they ran great defenses because there was not the type of image, and again, that's perception, right? Uh, there was not the type of image that made people feel like they were getting on board uh, uh, defensively. I mean, they would have some great players. We know that because we've seen them drafted, right? And guys make the pros. I mean, uh, Hufunga, you know, uh, over there with the San Francisco 49ers, he's all pro. But there's just not a lot of sizzle on their defense, and I think that's a big problem because, like you said, you have to have the players, but the players have to want to come to USC to play, and you need a lot of them if you're going to challenge for a national championship. Well, Greg, let's take a short time out here on on our uh, weekly show, College Football Report. Greg Katz is with us uh, from WeRSC.com. When we come back, I'll have Greg tell you a little bit about 
WeAreSC.com in the Inland Empire. Buckle up and ride along with us every Saturday morning from 11 to 12 on AM 1490 on your dial. And in Las Vegas Live this beautiful Thursday evening, we want to thank Terrible Herps and Coors Light for their sponsorship of College Football Report. I'm Harvey Hyde with Greg Katz. Fight on. We'll be right back. Through the years, Terribles has created deliberately different programs for our loyal customers, such as Gas for Life, Game Day Giveaway, and many more. And now, Terribles is excited to introduce the all-new Shop, Spin, and Win game, exclusively on the Terribles Social House app. Just scan your app award code while making a qualifying purchase at any participating Terribles location and Shop, Spin, and Win directly from your phone. Looks like I'm going to see you at Terribles, right? Terribles. Deliberately different since 1959. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Big Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas' original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers such as Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Market, Smith's, Albertson, Corey's, Terrible Hearst Stations, and more. Big Dogs Beers are available on draft at select restaurants or bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogBrews.com to track down our local award-winning handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample the full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702-471-BANK. That is 702-471-2265. Or use our convenient online banking service at Meadows Bank. Dot bank, Meadows Bank, where your business is our business. The best sports deal in Las Vegas is back. The Rebel 4-Pack includes four tickets to the Runnin' Rebels basketball game against rival San Diego State on February 23rd, four UNLV hats, and four chicken figure combos during the game. That's a $260 value starting at just $79. Invite your friends or bring the whole family for just under $20 per seat. You'll enjoy the big game, wear your hometown team's hat proudly, and score a free dinner. Visit UNLVtickets.com or call 702-739-FANS to get your tickets today. Are you looking to advertise a campaign, short film, a public service announcement, an important message? Look no further than Regency Outdoor. We have been around since 1974 and have the greatest locations in Southern California for your advertising goals. Our creative billboards are sure to catch everyone's attention. Make an impact anywhere and everywhere in Southern California. 
To get started and for more information, call 310-657-8883 or visit RegencyOutdoor.com. Regency makes it easier than ever to get your message everywhere in Southern California. Your chance to be in WAC Vegas this March. They can celebrate because they're going to go to the NCAA tournament. The 2023 Hercules Tires WAC Basketball Tournament will be in Vegas for an entire week, March 6th through the 11th at the Michelob Ultra Arena and the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Big time, gutty performance. Tickets go on sale February 6th. For more information, go to WACSports.com. I'm Harvey Hyde with Great Cats. You're listening to our College Football Report live in Las Vegas, Nevada, this Thursday evening, brought to us by Terrible Herps and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire, we ask you to buckle up with us every Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dog year-round. Greg, I want to close uh, with our show by you telling everybody a little bit about WeRSE.com, where they can get a little bit of Great Cats and more uh, every day. Yes, Coach. Uh, WeRSC.com, which was founded by the late Gary Paskowitz. We've been doing this for 22 years. Uh, we're one of the originators of, of covering USC football uh, on social media. And we have a great staff, Eric McKenney, Mark Culkin, Chris Arledge, and great recruiting expert, Scott Schrader. I invite everybody to go to WeRSC.com. That's WeRSC.com. Check us out. We're part of the On3 network. And... Uh, I'll let the product speak for itself. Well, it certainly does. And, and Greg, I sort of had you on trial tonight. I had you on the stand. And I'll tell you what, you came through it really, really professionally. And for all of our listeners out there, we don't talk about what we're going to talk about before we go on the air. And I think, Greg, you really handled it well. Well, thank you, Coach. You're very easy uh, to work with, and that's a compliment to you. Well, thank you very much, Greg. And I tell you, for all of our listeners out there, our football fans, all we try to do is address uh, what's really going on from the behind the scenes as we've been there. And also for you Trojan fans who want to win big, all we're doing is addressing the, the topics and items we all want to know about because a national championship for USC is what would be great for the Pac-12 and Southern California. So again, for all of you out there, we want to thank you for buckling up and riding along with us with our college football report. For all of you in the Inland Empire, drive drive carefully out there every Saturday morning from 11 to 12 on AM 1490 and your dial. Listen to us weekly year-round. And in Las Vegas, we thank Terrible, Terrible's Herps and also uh, Miller Coors for their sponsorship of our weekly college football report. So buckle up, everybody. Fight on, everybody. We'll see you next week. I'm Harvey Hyde. We hope your team wins.